Hey, welcome back to the episode of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. We are up to episode 99. That means the big 99. one double O is going to be coming up next down the pipe. And uh, exciting episode today. We said last week after we did our Texas high school player draft um, that we're going to knock out a, uh, a high school uh, national player draft, which will be the first national draft that we've done. And will be, uh, it's certainly a, a uh, it's a massive, massive player pool when you go from Texas uh, and the 2024, the 23s and the 24s, mostly with a couple 25s to um, going from the national perspective. And we'll be drafting eight players a piece from 2023, 2024, in 2025 nationally so we're going to scan all over the united states and you know hopefully baseball fans get an idea of you know, just some of the big names that you're probably going to hear a lot about you've probably heard about already some of those famous names that are certainly going to be top in movie draft prospects or guys that if they make it to the college ranks their coaches are going to be doing backflips and going to be guys that you hear a lot about um during the college level as well then also some of these younger high school players that you're going to continue to hear a lot about um, through their journey as as really high-end prep talent. So excited to do that today. Uh, Drew, first off, how, how you doing? How you hanging in there? What's what's going on in uh what's what's going on in Rockwell? Did you get the red carpet treatment now that you made sure you drafted the entire Rockwall team on your Texas high school roster? I haven't gone to practice yet, so we'll see. Um, but again, happy to have Braden where he belongs. Um <laughs> And then, you know, I, we'll see. It'll be fun. Uh, you know, for us over here, baby two is in daycare now and mom oh, is back at work. Wow. So that's, that's been this week's uh, adjustment. So um, got the house to myself. It's quiet. Um, getting my routine and ready to, ready to draft. So, All right. Quiet yeah. house to yourself, man. That sounds amazing. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really get that anymore. Yeah. Um, I was, I was solo this weekend with both kids. So, Ooh. um, yeah. And they were great though. They were great. Um, but yeah, it's always a, uh, 9 PM hits and you're like, you're just trying to catch your breath, but, um, well, this national draft is, uh, man, there are a million directions. Um, we could go, like I said, we're going to go eight, eight and eight. Uh, to give you 24 players on each roster, uh, two catchers, a first baseman, second baseman, third baseman, shortstop. And then we've got four outfielders, a DH, five utility spots. And then we're going with, what is that? Eight pitchers, two, eight, four, six, yep. eight pitchers uh, to round it out as well. So I already see that Drew's got his first pick on the Google sheet already. Well and, 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 and you texted me to make sure you got the first pick. So that's not since I had the first well, pick for the uh for the Texas draft. So I um, I made my I made my draft board. So it's gonna be interesting. Like there's some I, I'm interested to see how you play this, but I've you know I, I'm it's tricky as you bounce from class to class because I was right. trying to weigh like what positions for this class, what for that. So it'll be interesting to see what what which way it takes us. I mean, but it's gonna be hard, like we're going to take some players at a position and maybe in a younger class when there's a guy that might be a top 10 pick in, in this year's draft that yeah. you don't take ahead of them. So right. yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but, yeah. but I'm excited. Yeah. So to kick it off, I am going to go with um, 
nation's poster boy, Max Clark. Um, just, he's a no brainer talent. Um, he's a no brainer personality, you know, and as we see with these classes that continue to come up, like these guys are really figuring out the social media stuff mm-hmm. and, and figuring out how to use it in a, in a positive way too. So, um, I'm going to take Max Clark to lead it off. I mean, five tool guy, uh, on the field can run, can hit, um, high motor, just, just an electric player. Um, and he's a guy that seems to, to do well in the moment. Um, and he's a special talent and he's a huge commit, uh, for Vanderbilt out of, let's see, we got Franklin Franklin in Indiana. Yeah. Franklin community high school. Um, but just an exceptional player. Um, his work ethic seems to fit kind of that Vandy mold, what they're kind of known for. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to lead it off and I'm going to go with Max Clark to, to start things off. Yeah. Guy, we had a chance to get some eyes on at area code. We've got a really, really good video of that ball. He hit that was just like, it was one of the like hardest hit balls I've seen in a while. It was a line drive and literally barely just got off the mound off the ground. And that almost hit the runner who was off second base because the umpire was kind of shading him a little bit. And it just kind of just zoomed on a line down into the, uh, into the gap there. And he showed his speed flying around the bases. So uh, a ton of tools, like you said, just really, really loud, exciting tools, work ethic, physicality, quick twitch. Um, Certainly a guy that's a candidate to hear his name very, very early on um, in the, uh, in the MLB draft um, in July. So, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna dip into the 2025 class to lead us off, and I'm gonna select shortstop Ethan Holiday from Stillwater High School, the younger brother of Jackson Holiday, the son of Matt Holiday, and older brother was the number one overall pick in the last uh, most recent Major League Baseball draft. Uh, there are whispers that people think younger brother could be even better. Uh, than older brother and if you want to go see what a like phenom talent looks like in the 2025 class go find some film of him hitting it is unbelievable (laughs) what kind of swing he has in the tools that he has so uh, a super super exciting prospect to follow his journey Um, certainly a guy that is going to be a mega talent for years to come and uh, very likely be in the conversation to join his brother um, as a top pick, um, I think that, you know, weren't beat were, were the it was what brothers went super early. Oh, Justin Upton and BJ Upton. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did they both go number one? I don't think they did. BJ went one. Uh, I think Justin went pretty, pretty early. But um, the Holiday brothers certainly could they're going to be in the mix. That, brother duo not to, to men- not to mention dad's history in the game did you see that matt is uh step he accepted the cardinals bench coach job and now yeah, he's how not. About that? he's he's not he he's oh he's uh, going back? He's back yeah he's going back um wanted to spend more time with the family um which will be fun uh i mean i i got to spend a lot of time with with the holiday family with tom who is ethan's grandfather he was my pitching coach at texas the first two years um, and obviously the whole family is Oklahoma state royalty. Um, and I remember Jackson running around when we were in Omaha, my freshman year, just 
terrorizing the entire hotel with, mm-hmm. you know, little wiffle balls and wiffle ball bats. But you took my uh, second pick. So sorry um, about that. And uh, by the way, Justin Upton, Justin Upton did go number one. So they both went number one overall. So wouldn't be the yeah. first brother duo to do it, but certainly two guy, uh, a guy that could definitely join Big Brother as a top overall pick. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I mean, like you said, the, the the family, you know, a lot of a lot of them will mention that he is the number uh, that he might end up being the best out of all of them. So yeah. if that's the case. That is scary. Um, all right. Well, now that my reshuffled board, I'm going to slide down to who I had pegged in for my third pick, but I'm going to stay in the 2025 class and go with Cam Caminiti. Yeah, um, just electric. Um, when we saw him w- it, uh, at Area Code, I mean that was worth the the trip itself. Uh, just watching him compete and just get after it. Two way guy uh, can really hit um, up to ninety three on the mound. I mean he's uh, I mean harder than that to come for sure. Uh, but he's an elite two way talent. Um, and just I mean. It's tough to find many arms like that. And you can tell he pitches with some maturity uh, out of Saguaro High School, LSU commit. He was the perfect game two-way player of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just insane. I mean, he's ridiculous. So I, I feel really good about that. Um, Going to go back to the drawing board for my uh, for a couple more picks. But <laughs> um, but. Cam, I, uh, yeah, Cam I, I, he was a, he was uh, so good at area code. I had to do a double take. I kept looking to make sure he was in the 2025 class because it was just everything was yeah. so advanced. He, um, I mean, the physical projection, the physicality already that was present. Um, I mean, it was just like, wow, this is this is what a uh, uh, like a mega talent looks like on the mound. And I believe he's a two way guy that can actually swing yeah. it pretty well. Yes. too. He, so I mean, like he, he could have a future on both sides. Um, yeah. So it's a shame. Shame. The uh, NL took the DH away because he's a guy that if he got drafted right. by the right NL team. He 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 can hit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, but yeah, electric electric player for sure. Yeah, out from Arizona. Um, my second pick, I'm going to go into the 2023 class with a guy that, you know, you hear these two names mentioned a lot. You hear Max Clark and Walker Jenkins um, in terms yep. of really high-end uh, outfield talents. And I think while Clark is more athletic, you know, better runner, um, Jenkins is kind of more of your bigger power hitter type mold. I think he's going to be a guy that potentially could stick in center field, but the way the bat plays with that power potential, that approach probably going to be a high walk rate guy. Um, he could definitely slide into a corner outfield spot and probably play at an above average level at the least. So um, Walker Jenkins from South Brunswick high school in, in North Carolina, uh, just a mega, mega talent. Um, a guy that was a really big time performer for USA baseball, which always catches my attention because those events are typically like there's a lot of pressure, you know, it's a very, very competitive environment. You know, you're often away from home for a long time. You're playing international teams, you're playing other top USA teams, um, whatever it is. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough, tough challenge for those players and the ones that go out and perform um, when there's medals on the line and things like that always catch my attention. So uh, Walker Jenkins is going to be my second pick big time outfield prospect from North Carolina. Okay. I'm going to, um, I'm going to go back to the 23 class and I'm going to take first baseman, right-handed pitcher, Bryce Eldridge, uh, another USA guy that really performed um, at the, at the highest level. 
can hit, can pitch. And a fun fact uh, for Texas fans, Bryce is from um, James Madison High School in Virginia, which is the same high school as Andy McGuire. Andy McGuire, Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just – this guy can can flat out hit. He's strong. uh, He's physical. There's room to grow. And he, you know, from everything you see, he's a leader. Uh, one of the one of the catalysts on that um, USA team. He won the Dick Case Award, which is USA Baseball's Player of the Year for that's all a big deal. the levels. Um, yeah, that's so that really that says deal. a lot. And like you said on the USA stuff, you know they they do a good job of selecting good baseball players mm-hmm. as opposed to you know strictly prospects. Um, Basketball so, does a really good job of that too. Yeah. So it, you know, it, it, you do like you, they do a good job of character selection too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that I've always noticed, you know, they're not afraid to, to punt a guy who gets in trouble or just, you know, kind of be done with them moving forward if they have any issues off the field. So, you know, they, they buy into that team aspect, that culture aspect, playing for your country obviously is something to be commended. Um, yeah. And so that, that always sticks out to me. And, you know, like I said, Bryce, Bryce is one of those main guys and, you know, if, if you're winning that award um, for the USA for the USA program, I mean, it's there, there's huge. not much much more that you can say about a player than that. So yeah, huge. Uh, my next pick, I'm going to stick in the 2023 class um, and go with a guy that I loved watching at Area Code, and he had some video floating around recently of touching 98 miles an hour. Um, Big physical left-handed pitcher Cameron Johnson from IMG Academy in Florida signed with LSU. Um, It was just, you know, it was almost effortless. Uh, A guy that can get into his legs. He's strong, uh, future workhorse kind of guy. Doesn't sell out for the velocity. It's easy. Uh, He kind of comes at you. Like, I I would love to see what, uh, you know, some of his data says about his attack angle and stuff like that because it kind of looks like the way the ball comes out. Um, it's just one of those fastballs that might have some carry on it as well and kind of really, you know, plays up even harder than what it is, but um, can really pitch through multiple pitches for a strike uh, without barely breaking a sweat. Kind of a guy you, you look at and say, man, you know what, this is what you want a left-handed high school pitcher to look like that you can yeah. project as a guy that's, that's going to log a lot of innings for you, a lot of good innings in the future. So um, if you haven't seen him go online, there's some stuff floating around and, uh, uh, he was, a, we wrote about him as a standout, um, from the national section at area code, just a guy I've, I've just a huge fan of watching. And I think he's got immense upside. It won't surprise me if we hear about him catching some major helium come draft time, uh, because, you know, he checks a lot of the boxes that you got to check as a big time prep prospect. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he, the tools are undeniable. Um, he has a presence. Uh, he carries himself with confidence, just a special, unique player. And I think you're right. I think he's going to have a chance to rise up some boards as the spring goes. Uh, I'm going to stay on the mound in the 23 class. Um, and I'm going to go with who I think is probably the best uh, high school righty in the country, Noble Meyer, mm-hmm. uh, out of Jesuit High School in Oregon. Uh, Oregon commit up to 98. I was like, he throws an 89 mile an hour slider i mean excuse me 89 mile an hour change up um it, it's one of those ones like you wonder how much he's going to throw that in high school because it might be the only thing that th- the opponents can catch up to yeah uh, he's got a mid-80s slider that's 
nasty. I, I see him being a top 10 pick, um, but just elite, elite arm. Um, has pitched in all the big events on the big stage and has, has done well. Uh, so I'm going to go with Noble Meyer for my pick right there. Yeah, he was a FOMO one for me because I got there just after um, he pitched at Area Code, but you could already, you, you could hear people buzzing about um, what he did out there. Uh, just a major, uh, major talent in that class. And, um, you know, prep righties in terms of the draft is is not always a, a sexy demographic for the, the models, um, but he's one of those guys that's going to make people kind of toss the model to the side a little bit and, and just look at the talent and things like that. Um, I'm going to go into the, I'm going to go into the 2024 class. Um, and we were kind of talking previously about guys, you know, kind of reclassifying, which you don't see much at the baseball ranks. You see it a lot in basketball. Um, but I'm going to go with Connor Griffin. Um Ooh from Jackson Prep in Mississippi, who was a member of the 2025 class. He reclassified to the 2024 class. Um, LSU commitment um, can kind of play all over the place. Just a major, major performer um, this summer. Um, His high school team won a state championship, um, and he was a big part of that, which, you know, Mississippi is, is, you know, we're fired up about the Mississippi team. We got coming in Magnolia Heights for the Five Tool Festival some really good baseball in Mississippi, some really high end talent. Um, and he's a guy that's already established himself as a, as a big time talent. Uh, there's a lot of projection physically. I think he's already six, three, six, four. He's got some length. He's going to fill out. He's athletic. There's arm strength. There are a ton of tools um, there. And there's already some big time performance backing up that tool. So um, I'm going to go with Connor Griffin uh, as my yeah, next he, pick in the 2020. He does, he does damage. Yeah. Baseballs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I was looking at, I mean, he, he reminds me kind of a, like a Jeff Frank core type okay. player. Another, I mean, oh no, he was Frank core was a Georgia guy. Yes. Frank core is a Georgia guy. I believe he was a uh, Clemson commit, but he was, just, he was physical and strong and, mm-hmm. and Connor has some room to grow too. Uh, really good athlete. Obviously there's some clips of him dunking on his Twitter. If you scroll through another guy that it has used social media as a strength. Um, and that's kind of stuff's exciting. You know, I mean, the guys that understand their platform and yeah. know how to use it in the right way, I think is, um, is, is definitely unique. And it's something that we're going to see more and more of as, as we go. Um, and you know, if you want to see some, kind of a look inside of the recruiting process that he did a good job of documenting it, um, all the places he went and, you know, it was, it was kind of fun to check that out and see, but yeah, great pick. Um, just really good athlete. Um, I'm going to stay in the 2024 outfield group and I'm going to take who the guy that I think might be the best pure hitter in the class uh, with Derek Curiel mm-hmm. uh, from California. Um, Orange Lutheran. Orange Lutheran. I mean, they've got a college lineup. Uh, yeah, there's just, I mean, college and or pro lineup, really. Mm-hmm. Um, if you scroll through Derek's stuff, I mean, it is just easy, extra base hit after extra base hit after extra base hit. And he's a guy that obviously Jay Johnson uh, targeted early at LSU. Um, you know, Jay knows what hitters look like and yeah. Derek fits that profile. Um, one of the, one of the more exciting, you know, I think, it was him. I think he faced Cam and Itty, um, yes. in at area code. And that was, that was, it was kind of like, man, it, this could be the number one pick in back-to-back classes right. facing each other. Uh, but Derek, the swing is sweet. 
Um, it looks so easy for him. It's effortless and the ball just jumps. I mean, he's got the, he's got that just innate hitter quality. Um, Mm -hmm. and he is really, really exciting to watch. And I mean, like I said, you know, there, there are some, as you go through these lists, there are a few programs that are just absolutely crushing it with the, with, at the younger classes. Um, and Jay Johnson and his staff is one of them. Uh, they identify kids at a really early age and um, they, they all seem to have that ability to just hit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, they're not a lot of, not a lot of projects in, in those classes, but um, you know, they, he, he picks them out and goes and gets them. Mississippi state, another one Um, they're they're They've identified guys in early age and they go get them. Um, So it's going to be, I mean, the talent that's heading to the sec over the next few years is just insane but you know like i said lsu does a really good job at the youth at the younger groups uh mississippi state vanderbilt ucla on the west coast um it's you know and, and that's not a that's not necessarily a strategy that works for everyone like there's some there's some uh there's some risk with it but you watch some of these guys go through and if they're lucky enough that they fall, you're going to be just okay as a program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if these guys, yeah, right, you know, right. It just takes it takes like one of those guys to totally change the trajectory of what your immediate rosters look like. Mm-hmm. No doubt, no doubt. So it's yeah, I'm I love that pick. Um, yeah, I like the he, idea of him he's one of those guys filled with Max Clark. <laughs> yeah, he he steps into the box and you just kind of like it's 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 what a top prospect is like supposed to look like you know yeah like right right special special talent um i'm gonna go to the 2023 class and uh i'm gonna play this guy at second base because we saw him played there some in san diego and i'm gonna go with kevin mcgonigal from pennsylvania um he to me like he's one of those guys that you get an idea what the tools and and stuff look like you can watch videos like yeah okay this guy can hit and you know he's physical but like you watch him play and he kind of plays baseball with like a football like mentality, not like rah, rah in your face, pound his chest type thing. But it's just like everything is just like there's a just a, a, a under control intensity to what he does. Like like he's a tone setter, you know, like mm-hmm. he's he's on the top step. He's firing up his guys. He's super excited to be there. You know, it's the first game out in San Diego. And, you know, what do they start those games at? 8 a.m., you know, some of those first yeah. games? Yeah. Um, Paul Wilson's on the mound for the Royals team. And Paul Wilson's a lefty who who's a really good prospect who's throwing 93 to 95 in there from the left side. <laughs> and McGonagall gets in there and just s- destroys a fastball over the right center field wall for a home run. And it's like, whoa, this is left on left early in the morning. Like, and this guy is timing it up right away and smacking it out of the yard. And then you, know, you just watch the way he plays and a lot of leadership intangibles, I think. Um, a guy that I, I think that people kind of gravitate towards and uh, for the way he plays the game, but uh, certainly a guy that's going to be in the mix for, for a high MLB draft selection and definitely one of the more decorated prep hitters of, of that class. But a guy that was just so much fun to watch because of the way he just attacks the game, both offensively and defensively. Yeah, he's he's definitely fun to watch. Uh, he knows how to play the game. Um, baseball just looks easy to him. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and hitting looks easy to him. And like you said, he just kind of looks like he's a guy that wakes up and can hit, uh, rolls out of bed and hits. Um, I'm going to go to a newly reclassified 
24. So a month ago, he was in the conversation for the number one 2025 player in the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm going to go with IMG outfielder Noah Franco. Um, Mississippi State commit. Um, He like – he looks like Kyle Russell. He reminds me of Kyle Russell. He's okay. I mean, all, all that you need to know is that this guy is a 2025 playing on the 18U uh, USA team. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, <laughs> and, like, he's got two-way potential. I mean, he is nasty on the mound. And he, he looks like he looks like Andrew Miller on the mound, um, just kind of tall and lanky and whippy arm. Uh, but, man, this guy crushes baseballs, and the swing is beautiful. Um just an electric player, um, another another USA guy. I will never, um, I will never turn off my radar when it comes to to that quality. The USA players, mm-hmm. um, and if you see some of these guys that play for them multiple times, um, that tells you something. Uh, yeah, but but Noah Franco is a guy that I mean, like I said, he's uh, Mississippi State commit. He's part of a 2024 class of outfielders um, at. Mississippi state that is insane <laughs> um, to put it lightly, but yeah. So Noah Franco two way potential for me. Um, that is a pick I'm very excited about and he's going to be in the mix for that. I mean, him, him and Derek Curiel will be in the mix. I think for that number one pick next year uh, amongst some other guys that I'm sure we'll yeah. select it here shortly, but uh, yeah, just a, an amazing talent, uh, good athlete and figuring out which side of the ball he's going to, be best on will be the question from here on out so yeah see yeah yeah that's uh like you said anytime a guy's a multiple um usa guy it means it means two things he he's really well it means three things he's really talented he performed and he's not a knucklehead because like if the makeup's right. not good right. like you're not you're not getting invited back for that sort of thing so that's why you know those guys come up through that system and they stay in that system and they keep you know, making the cut or getting invited back and everything like that, usually pretty high marks about what kind of character um, they're bringing to the organization there. So another really, really good pick there. Um, I'm going to go back to the 2023 class and uh, I'm going to select left-handed pitcher Thomas White uh, from Phillips Academy in Massachusetts, Vanderbilt signee, um, tall, projectable, 6'5". Um, he's got some length. Uh, just kind of a low effort delivery. The fastball jumps on guys. Um, you know, I think that there's uh he'll be a guy that is obviously going to get a ton of MLB draft attention. Uh, but if he comes out in the spring and it's just the command kind of ticks up, the control ticks up, um, it's easy to dream on, you know, that stuff, that body, what's already there presently um, as a guy that could be the the top prep left-handed pitcher selected in the upcoming MLB draft. But um, if not, I mean, Vanderbilt's proven that they uh, not only have a track record for pitchers, but um, they do a pretty good job with kind of the more taller, unique guys that get in there as well, kind of get them throwing strikes and getting the best out of them. So uh, Thomas White, um, a guy that's been a pretty famous name for a while, um, and uh, this summer had a really strong, strong summer, and is going to be in the mix there as a top left-handed pitcher in the, st- in the country uh, for the 2023 class. I saw a stat. He had... 70 strikeouts in 30 innings. Yeah. Um, and a little quick math, that is more than two an inning. <laughs> yeah. So um, you get those guys sometimes in those kind well, of more non-baseball areas. Well, not non-baseball, but like colder weather. It's just, you know, 
and it's some of the stats are just absolutely stupid. Like, it's like, what, what do you do well, if you're, you know, rolling up and facing that guy on a district night, you know, like that's, that's tough. It, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Um, I, he, he's a guy that, you know, Vanderbilt has made that, made a killing at finding those guys up in the Northeast. And yes. He's just another in a long line of, of those type of players that can just, you know, come out of, you know, you say come out of nowhere. It's not, but you know, it, so a lot of those guys have lesser innings or lesser tread on the tires. Yeah. Um, just a lot less wear on the arm. And he's a guy, I mean, he's been 93, 96, got a wipeout mm-hmm. breaking ball. And t- <laughs> I wouldn't want to be facing him if I was a left-handed hitter. I know that. No, um, no, not at is, all. He is incredible talent and it'll be interesting to see where he goes in the draft. Um, I'm going to go, Back to the 23 class, and I'm going to take my um, third baseman, Aiden Miller, Arkansas commit, um, who he might he he might be the top right handed hitter. Him and him and Bryce Eldridge, uh, to me, are two of the top 2023 right handed hitters. I mean, he is he hit 478 with three triples and two home runs for Team USA this summer. Uh, he's out of Florida, JW Mitchell high school, mm-hmm. just, just, uh, you know, you, usually when you hear like beautiful swing, you usually think of a left-handed hitter, or at least I do. Um, but he is a guy that kind of fits that mold for me, um, from the right side. And I mean, he, he hit some balls that are just launched and, uh, he's a guy, you know, part of that number one recruiting class for Arkansas this year. Um, I, I doubt he ends up there. I don't know what kind of price tag he's looking at, but I would imagine that whatever it is, he gets it. I think he'll yeah. be a top 15-ish pick, assuming he has a good spring. Um, but uh, just ridiculous, ridiculous bat. Um, and I'm going to bet on a guy like that that has a good swing and has some physicality like he has. And uh, it's impressive, to say the least. Yeah, definitely a uh, definitely a good bet to make there is uh... – He's definitely in the mix there with guys like McGonagall and, and and players like that as like the best like just hitter um in the class. And and we know there's only a, a very few of those um that come around each cycle. Um I'm gonna go to the 2025 class, and I believe that you and I were in agreement that this was uh among our favorites. Um Billy Carlson from Corona. Ooh. Yeah, uh, committed to Vanderbilt, um, which I believe at the time we saw him, he was he was uncommitted. He was uncommitted at the time. Yeah, we watched him for about two innings and we're like, whoa, <laughs> like the glove, the bat, the approach. I saw really what to me looked like very, very instinctive actions, um, both defensively and offensively. I bet you he'd be a high S two score guy. Just yeah. by the way, watching him move around. Um, is a 2025 guy, hasn't filled out. He's got some room to fill out. Uh, he was really, really good. I think he's got a real chance to stick at shortstop on the dirt. Um, yep. We didn't get to see him pitch, but I know he's a talented pitcher as well. But I I, uh, I just on, love on the way he note. played. But, I mean, it, it looks like – he looks like one of those guys that's a rare blend of ball player but also has the tools as well. Yeah, I mean, on that note about him pitching, I mean, he's been low 90s uh, at times uh, with this curveball spin rate of over 3,000. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so 
clearly ridiculous there on the mound too. Uh, he's six one. Um, he just, you know, we talk about those California infielders that are yeah. just smooth and he is that to a T. Um, it is, it's effortless. He can throw from any angle, which I always like. I think, you know, I learned that from Tulo. Uh, I mean, just the, just the ability to be able to do that. It's just, it gives you so many options as a shortstop. You can, mm-hmm. you can play balls differently. Um, but man, what a good pick. Cause I had him on my list as a guy that I was really interested in. Um, and for me, I'm going to stay in that 2025 class, uh, at shortstop. And this was the other guy that I had in the mix at short. Um, but Sean Gamble out of, mm-hmm. out of Iowa is still uncommitted. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, you hear things like instincts. I mean, his hands are lightning quick, lightning quick. And, you know, one of the things that I always think is interesting too, is a lot of these guys at the younger groups, like they're, a lot of them have grown or they test really well, or they like they're burners, you know, they just have these physical profiles. I don't think Sean has com- completely grown and he's not a burner, but if you hear his name at these top prospect levels from, from agents, from coaches, from scouts, you know that he has a special ability. And I think that um, that baseball player-ness, let's call it, that Sean possesses is otherworldly. Um, he's a guy that I, I had multiple people say he's he might be the best player in the country already as a 2025. You know, he's he's not as toolsy as some guys uh but he's plenty to he has plenty of tools so don't take that as a slight it's more yeah. of a it's just a not a nod to how good of a baseball player he is yeah um, i mean you can find clips of him just destroying balls hitting balls the other way just left on left i mean it's everything that you could ask from a, a from a hitter he possesses um and he's got some juice too and mm-hmm. you know you don't see that a whole lot of kids that age yet but he's got it and um <laughs> it's it, he's different he's a he's a special special player and like i said him and him and billy were the two shortstops from that 2025 class that i had penciled in as number one and uh gonna give them each other a run for their money but gambles gambles a unique player man he he just i like that production out of him um it's not a it's not a guy that you have to project to get projection or to yeah. get production he produces already um and there's a lot of projection to be had uh or to be made for him as well so he's a guy that i mean it's going to be interesting to see where he, he uh ends up committing um you know who knows if he ends up there we got a long time between now and then but uh you know a guy out of Iowa um Another IMG guy. Uh, that the IMG Man, team loaded. is just silly. Um, yeah, but yeah, just a unique player. Um, just electric, lightning quick hands. Um, and that you know, I know you're a big bat speed guy. Oh yeah, this guy, this guy possesses it, and he recognizes pitches, and he goes. That's that's how he does it. So, um, yeah, I that's my pick. So uh, just a all right. So. I've had eight picks to mm-hmm. update it. I've had eight picks, four in the 23 class, two in the 24 class, two in the 25 class. Dustin's at seven picks with four in 23, one in 24, and two in 25 mm-hmm. for those keeping track at home. 
And I'm going to – I'm filling up my 23s here pretty quick, but um, this is definitely a homer pick. Uh, Rafi Velasquez, left-handed, yeah. hitcher, left-handed hitter from, from California. Um, I'm going to play him at first. I know he does some catching as well, but I think long-term he's probably going to settle in there at first base. But um, one of my favorite hitters I've seen in a while, just the way he – recognizes pitches he tracks the baseball via bats he takes he's one of those guys you can tell a lot about just by the way he takes pitches that he's he's seeing and processing things a little bit different than than a lot of their players and then he can flat out hit too um and i think right. he's gonna hit for some power uh he's probably gonna be a high on base guy low strikeout guy get to some power as well um just a really really talented bat was a big time performer um out at area code a guy that um, you're starting to see online that he's he's catching some buzz, um, you know, coming out of that summer, then into the fall. Um, I think in the spring he's going to be a guy that's that's tracked very very closely. Um, and we know it's it's a little bit tougher for you know you know if you're a if you're going to be a guy that people kind of project as more of a first baseman long term, you've got to really hit to be a guy that gets drafted out of high school. And he's that talented um, of a hitter, but just a personal favorite. He's kind of in that, uh, you know, to me, he's kind of in that Jaquay Stewart mold for me. Uh, just a, a guy that I just love watching hit, love watching track pitches, uh, love watching him put quality at bats together. and Just a really, really um, big time talent and fun guy to watch. Yeah, he's a guy, too, that has some defensive skill and can really throw. Um, yeah, I, that's if he does end up stick, sticking catcher, that's something that. You know, I think he could. He, I think he'll at least give the, be given a chance to. Um, to he start should, out there. yeah. I mean, it, it, he's he's definitely a good uh, a good ball of clay there for the catching position. Um, but he can block, uh, he can throw, and you know, he's we've seen that he can handle good good pitching behind yeah. the plate and edit. So, uh, yeah, one of the, definitely one of the guys I had in the mix for one of my top catchers for this exercise. Um, so really good pick there. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy that seemingly is the number one arm in the 24 class um, out of Kansas. I'm going to go with Anson Siebert. Um, he is a big kid, yes. <laughs> a really big kid. Uh, at 6'8", 230, uh, 92, 94, good slider. Um, got some good spin numbers on that. And he is tough to hit the Tennessee commit. Um He's got good angle, I think, for a guy his size. And for a guy that's that big, his repeatability is pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. um, and I can think of a lot of different directions that Frank Anderson can go with him to get even more out of that out of that body, um, you know, if he ends up at Tennessee. But, uh, you know, just guys don't guys don't touch him. I mean, it's just kind of, it was just kind of comical watching some of the clips of him just blow it by people. Um, and he showed up, he showed well in, in, in San Diego as well. So um, again, he's a guy that seems to be kind of the consensus number one arm right now uh, in that 24 class. So I'm going to, I'm going to toss him on the mound in my rotation. Uh, yeah. He, he was the, uh, he's the big guy for the White Sox team, wasn't he? Yeah. We had some, film yeah he was he was really really good uh he's a monster he's a monster those guys those guys like him are rare because they're big at a young age but they don't 
their delivery isn't big. Like it's it's right. easy, it's repeatable. He they can pitch, they can actually get to their stuff. Uh, he was a he was a lot a lot of fun um, a lot of fun to watch, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's certainly a really really good one um, for sure. And uh, yeah, it's you know if if you want to get an idea of what from a professional standpoint, even from like a major college standpoint, like what's valued. Um, it's hard be doing a draft like this because you want to draft like 19 shortstops, yeah. you know, <laughs> like we're trying to fill yeah. out a lineup and it's like, I love this shortstop. I love this shortstop. I love this shortstop. Okay. Well, I can play one of them at second. Okay. Well, yeah. What do I do with all these other guys? Uh, it's just like the middle of the diamond is such a really, really, really valuable thing. Um, I, I have, I have eight, I have eight shortstops in the 23 class listed. I believe as, it as potential picks for, I believe for today's it. stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is like, there's so many good athletes and you know, there, some of them's bodies will take them to the third base side and yeah. some of them, you know, can hit well enough to be a corner outfield guy at some point in their career. But man, like one of the things that struck me is these, these really, really big athletes, mm-hmm. um, guys that you see, um, and you're like, okay, well, this guy plays short for his high school team. Sure. He, but, um, but you watch him and you're like, damn, this guy could stick it at short. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, he's not, doesn't have to move off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's one of the things that he, that, that strikes me quite a bit as I, as I watch these kids, um, and their videos and when we saw them live. Um, so I'm, I'm going to, in that mold, I'm going to stick with a guy who we absolutely loved um at area code who you know same deal you know i'm gonna go uh up to wisconsin and i'm gonna take jd Dix. oh yeah that's a big uh, favorite of mine yeah the, the alabama commit like he's a guy that is physical man mm-hmm. and like you saw him go out to short and take some balls and you're, you're you look at the body and you're like yeah this guy is going to be an absolute monster like he's not done growing and you know he'll probably play play third and all that, but then you watch him and it's like, man, this guy can play short in college. Mm-hmm. You know that. Um, so it's just it, it's wild to see how how athletic some of these big guys are. And JD Dix is a guy that we just absolutely loved. Um, and you know, being from Wisconsin, he's got a lot of um, a lot of projection out in front of him too. Yeah. Um, that's what's exciting about some of these guys is they're not all finished products by any means. Right. Um, some guys are further along. Some guys have played more baseball. Uh, but for me, JD Dix is a guy that is just, he's special, man. Like his athletic ability, you know, I saw in the, in the state games for him, he, he played some outfield, he moved around. Um, a lot of people talk about his baseball IQ and it shows, you know, he knows how to maneuver his body. He knows how to play different hops um, mm-hmm. at, at different positions, which is, you know, it's, it's unique, especially for a guy, his size. And he's got some versatility. Like we talked about play multiple positions and the intangibles you read about and hear about with him are, you know, the reason part of the reason that, that I'm taking him so, so early um, just a just a guy that, like I said, we loved him. Absolutely loved him when we were at area code. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see where he where his career goes. Yeah, I think we I think I have to look back at my notes, but I think we had some really good run times for him too. Like 
there's there's a lot of tools there. But like you said, the, the way he plays too is, is really standout. Um, 2024 class to, for me, I need to add an arm and I'm going to take Austin Nye uh, from Wood Creek High School out in California, committed to Vanderbilt. Speaking of projection, um, you know, this is a guy that's that's fairly young for his classification. Um, so there's a lot to, you know, like even more so long term, just about what he could develop into. Um, throws hard, obviously. I mean, a lot of these guys that are top prospects and committed to schools like Vanderbilt are throwing really hard, but um can pitch too. Um, you know, can move it around the zone. The changeup's got a chance to be a plus pitch. Um, uh, throws a couple of different breaking balls right now that you know probably need to be refined a little bit more as he advances, but you know, shows a feel for two different spins and shapes. And um, uh, but there's just a lot to like about you know the way he pitches. Um, you know, working in the low 90s is going to bump up in the mid 90s. That could even continue to grow um, as he matures and develops. Um, but right-hander, big fastball, chance for a plus changeup, um, you know, chance for a breaking ball as well. And uh, certainly a guy that uh, I, I think is has got a big, big time ceiling um, as a right-handed pitcher um, from out in California. Yeah, definitely. I, arm strength, definitely there. Um, athleticism, I, I that's a great pick. <laughs> um, no real other way to to spin it. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna go. Let's see, where am I? Let me let me check my board here. Um, I think that let me check and see here. Um, I think I want to go. Hmm. I am going to go back to the mound. Um, and I'm going to go to the, let's see, I'm going to go to the 20, I'm going to go to the 23 class um, for a left-handed arm. Adam, I believe it's pronounced Hatchman. Um, I think that's right. Yeah. He's a guy that I think is going to jump up some boards. Uh, Arkansas commit Timberland High School in Missouri. Uh, he's a he's a USA guy. Um, just really good arsenal of pitches. He attacks, um, and you know has a, has a long history of doing so. Um, he he's not as well known as some of the guys that we've talked about already, but mm-hmm. he's a guy that by the end of the spring, I think he's definitely going to be in that mix. Um, for potentially first round mix, to be honest, when maybe the back of the first round, uh, when it's all said and done and maybe higher, um, definitely a, definitely a talented arm that, that has a lot more in the tank for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, man, USA does a good job of, you know, it's not just from like, all right, we load our team up with Florida and California and Texas. Like, you know, it's a lot of Midwest guys, a lot of, you know, if, if you're really, really good, um, they're going to give you an opportunity there. Uh, you know, one of my favorite rotations from when we were at area code was that nationals team. And it just seemed like every, they just rolled out arms out there. It's like, wow, stuff. Wow. He can pitch. And, you know, Charlie Soto in the 2023 class was one of my favorites to watch. And like, I got major Edison Volquez vibes when I watched oh. him, just the way that the shape of the fastball, the breaking stuff, um, the body, the delivery, 
the slot, like it just kind of, for whatever reason, just reminded me of, of well, obviously I just named a few reasons, but just, I was like, man, this guy looks like Edison Volquez out there. And another thing about Edison Volquez, like it was like hard. It was lively. It's coming after you. There's whiffs. Um, good looking kid physically. Um, you know, I think we had him up to 96 miles an hour out there. I think he's going to sit comfortably in, in the mid nineties. Um, you know, as he develops and the, the ability to bump it up there a little more, but, um, really good standout stuff, uh, can move the ball around the zone as well. I like the delivery. Uh, I think there's a lot to like there. He signed to central Florida. I think that they're going to sweat that majorly uh, <laughs> when the, when the draft comes around, because I could see him. Going out there, I was like, oh, you know, Charlie Soto touched 99, but he's sitting here and here's the breaking ball. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. I could kind of kind of see that one coming. So Charlie Soto for me, I'm gonna add him to my to my pitching mix there uh from the 2023 class. Big time prospect in Florida. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big get. Yeah, Central Florida, man, they they have some big time signees um, yes. in that 23 class. They've done a they've done a really, really good job there. Um I think I'm going to stick on the mound, um, go to the 25 class. Um, Sam Cozart, uh, mm-hmm. who for most publications was his their number one pitcher for the 25 class, uh, physical, and he comes at you. Uh, he is aggressive to the plate. Um, the velo is there. The body is there. Uh, the repeatability is good. Uh, Mississippi State commit from Wesleyan Christian. And I think it's the Charlotte area, um, but he's a guy that's been on the scene for a while. Um, but man, like he is not afraid and he attacks and he has an arsenal of stuff that is unique for a 2025 aged kid. Um, physically, he's mature enough and he's ready. Um, you know, his body will continue to mature some, but man, like he he's durable already uh, and some of the stuff you see coming out of his hand is just flat out unhittable. And when you yeah. talk about a fast, a fastball exploding, um, that's, that's a pretty apt description for what, uh, for what Sam Cozart has on the mound. So, um, you know, he's a guy, like I said, he's, he's going to be in the mix for the top pitcher in that 25 class for as long as, as long as he's pitching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, he'll be one to follow for sure that I, I'm ecstatic to have in my rotation. Yeah, that's that's a good one for sure. Uh, great name too. Um, kind of sounds yeah. like a like a linebacker Baseball. type name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go to the 2024 class and um, add an outfield bat. Michael Mullinax from Georgia. Yeah, just great a pick. really exciting. Like it's like power and speed and it's it's tools and it's kind of everything's kind of um explosive you know like it, there's just a there's like the way the ball comes off the bat i mean he's got to have some huge exit velocity numbers i would bet but like he can really impact the baseball um he can fly around um you know just looks the part physically uh, just a really really exciting hitting prospect um that's going to be one of those guys i think is a candidate long term to be a you know he's going to hit for power and swipe you some bags um, type of player so just a really exciting prospect uh roaming around the outfield but his work with the bat has been a major major standout deal in the 2024 class yeah he is uh you know it's it's funny like for as good of a program as there is an east Cobb and the level of baseball in georgia you know georgia hasn't matched 
what some of the other SEC schools have done. But, it, you know, as of late, they've really seemed to invest quite a bit in their baseball program. And mm-hmm. Michael's a kid that, you know, that's a, that's a good nod to that program. Yeah. You know, I don't have know if he has any family ties to Georgia um, just naturally, but um, he is – the the tools are loud and you know for a guy like that to pick georgia that that tells people that you know i mean because i'm imagining that quite a almost everyone was either on or aware of this guy so him him picking him picking georgia says a lot to me um but really exciting player that that 20 that 24 group in the outfield um is is pretty ridiculous um and there's going to be some tough decisions there. And I'm not, so I'm, I'm wondering if it pushes some of these guys to school, That that's going to be something that's interesting to watch um, moving forward. And imagining that some of these guys are getting talks of, you know, NIL offers and stuff like that. And, you know, if they get pushed down the draft a little bit, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if some of those can help get these kids to school. Um, so I, I'm excited to see that great pick. I, I'm a big fan of his, um, and interesting, like I said, that to see that 24 classes outfield shake out is going to be really, really interesting to watch. Yeah, a lot um, of, a lot of already, a lot of really big time tools and just like athletes too. Like, you know, you don't, you don't often see guys that kind of have the total package from that regard. And there's a lot of the guys in the class that have that. No doubt. Um, I'm going to stay, I'm going to go to the 24 class. Um, and I'm going to go with uh, Harvard Westlake shortstop, recent Texas commit Bryce Rayner. Um, he's a guy that is electric at the plate. Um, you know, he he is the one that sparked um, sparked a little bit of controversy online last year with um, <laughs> his um, his the way he went to first. Let's call it. Uh, on a on a massive home run against Notre Dame, uh, big rivalry between those two schools, uh, big time big time baseball on the West Coast uh, between Notre Dame and Harvard Westlake, uh, with just both teams loaded with D one commits. Um, but you know whether whether or not you're a fan of of that route to first on a home run, um, you know that's not a conversation that we need to have. But what it told me is. You know, it sounds like from everyone that was there that there had been quite a bit of chirping going back and forth. And you add yeah. in the the natural rivalry, um, and he rose to the occasion and hit a monster home run in a monster situation. Yep. Uh, and that says a lot to me. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Um, you know, if you're going to go play at Texas, who will probably be in the SEC by that point, you're going to go into some of these places. You better like the controversy Mm -hmm. you know you better like thrive in that environment because if you melt then like you're not going to make it very long no uh, in sec or at the next level period uh but bryce rayner electric tools he can pitch has known for having a really good curveball as well um but just uh electric player um pitch from the left side and just another guy that we talk about Really good athlete and a pretty yeah. swing. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if this time next year people are talking about him as the top prep position player prospect in that draft class from the high scorings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just there a lot of boxes checked, um, and that swing is just it's 
It's big time. It makes a lot of impact. And speaking of big time swings um, from the left side, I'm going to go to the 2025 class and select Xavier Nayans from Mount Vernon oh. in Washington. You talk awesome about pick. swings yeah. like it, and you just if if I just put up his video, and I just have you guess, okay, what what grade is this guy in? You say, oh, he's a yeah. 23. Like that guy's a really good 2023 prospect. It's like, no, he's a He's a 2025, um, and uh, it's a really good swing. He can flat out hit. There's some power there. Um, he also pitches, too, gets up on the mound, throws really hard. I believe he's been in the low 90s, but long term, I think he's probably a guy that settles in at third base. Obviously, he's got the arm strength to play there. Uh, the bat's going to play there with the power potential. or Longtime Oregon State commitment uh, from up there in Washington, and uh, he can just flat out hit, and he's been hitting for a long, long time against really good competition. So uh, a major, major prospect in that 2025 class and a, a guy that uh, we're going to hear about for years as, as one of the top left-handed hitters uh, in that in that prep class. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I definitely had on my list to take, so I'm going to have to reshuffle some stuff around here. But, man, you, you have – you know. I think Ethan Holiday may end up at third base down the road just because I think he's going to be gigantic. Yeah. Um, just like his big. brother and his dad. Yeah. Uh, but like, man, <laughs> talk about a left side of the infield with Ethan Holiday and Xavier Nayans on your, on your roster. Like that is, um, that's going to be tough to compete with. <laughs> yeah. I got to worry though. I'm very left-handed in my lineup. So I'm going to have to, Maybe. uh, I don't know if you're trying to – I mean, and I've got some good lefties. You do, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that was just purely that, purely coincidence there. So I'm, have to, I'm going to have to add some right-handed presence to my lineup, kind of even things out a little bit. Um, well, let's see. Let's see where I'm going to go. I'm going to go – I'm going to stay in the 25 class. Uh, another one of those electric-type players that we talk about, a guy that we got to see out of area code um, – from Bishop O'Dowd High School and the Stanford commit. So this is this has been interesting to me when we talk about the schools that are um, starting to uh, that are starting to really get into those younger ages. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stanford is starting to get into that mix, which is out of the norm for them. Um, but you you start listening to these kids talk and see what high schools they go to and you know that they're going to be able to handle it from the academic side. Uh, but Rashad Hayes yeah. um, is a ball player that we loved. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was a really, really good player um, out of area code. It, it is really smooth. He has really good actions on the infield. Um, as that, if he continues to pull up, fill out and just get bigger, I mean, he's going to be a monster. He's going to be in that conversation with some of these guys that we're talking about already, like Ethan and Xavier and, um, and Gamble and Billy Carlson, like just the athleticism, you know, he's got that smoothness and that feel for the game. Yeah. That I think it's, it's an innate quality um, that not everyone has. And I think he has it. And obviously Thomas Eager and that crew at Stanford identified that early and went and got an absolute stud. Um, And, you know, you, you say like, you know, Stanford has some, um, stipulations on how many guys they can take for class. So they have to feel pretty good that there's a chance that he goes to school, yeah. whether or not he's offering a guy money. like that, that early. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like he, you know, just truly elite talent. 
Um, a lot of projection there, but he's already a baseball player. And that's, mm. you know, we, we talk about that a lot. We just, we covet those guys and they're, they're rare. Um, but he has the ability to play in the middle of the field for sure. Uh, unless he just gets way too big. Let's, um, but man, exciting player, um, held his own, you know, the, the, these 25 guys that go to area code and can compete and hold their own or even, you know, show out as the best guys there. That's something special. That's tough to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's an age group where from year to year, that's a pretty big jump. Um, and, and facing guys with that kind of stuff, like I imagine as a 25 jumping in against a guy like Anson Sieber, that like, that's, <laughs> that's no joke. No, um, that's different. And, you know, guys like guys like him handled good pitching, um, and just show all the tools that are necessary to be a good player. So, um, it's definitely a unique, unique skill set that he has. Um, and I'm really excited to watch him continue to grow and get better. Yeah. Throwing those young guys out in those environments, it's sink or swim and you figure out real quick. And, uh, those guys that can keep their head above water, not just keep their head above water, but perform. It's, it's really, really right. special. Um, 2024 class for me, it's going to South Carolina for PJ Morlando committed to Mississippi uh. state. Yeah, um, I'll probably play him at utility. He's got some catching background. He's a, maybe a chance he catches, uh, could end up in the outfield, maybe first base, whatever it is, but he can just, he can hit. Um, he's a hitter. Uh, he's got a track record for hitting a uh, USA guy. Remember that 18 year gold medalist team can really impact the baseball. Um, going to be one of the top hitting prospects in that 2024 class, uh, wherever he plays. Um, right. And a really big time get from Mississippi State. Uh, so, so PJ Morlando certainly a guy that uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna hear a lot about for a long time because of his ability with the bat. No doubt, he is he is a physical presence and part of that twenty four class uh, at Mississippi State in the outfield. That I mean, could you could you imagine having those three guys together in the outfield with him, uh, uh, Franco, and um, Who's the other one I'm missing? Oh, Dante Nori is another yeah, guy we haven't yeah. talked about yet. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that what a class. Um, that's that's pretty special. Um, if I, I think if you're at Mississippi State and you end up with one of those guys, you feel pretty excited. Right. Yeah. That's a game changer uh, if you get just one. Yeah. So um, but just elite talent. Um, there's a lot there, a lot there to like. Um and I'm going to stay in the outfield. I'm going to move to the 25 class and I'm going to take Dean Moss. Um, Dean Moss is going to be in the mix for the best hitter in that 25 class. I think mm -hmm. uh, just really, really good swing. He's a pure hitter, but has power. You know, we talk about those kind of guys a lot, um, but he's kind of a no brainer. He's another IMG guy, Vanderbilt commit um, has a really good strike zone awareness for that age. Um, something that's really, really unique, uh, yeah. at that, at that stage of his game, but man, he just, he seems to have a real understanding about what he's looking for, what he wants to do with it. Um, and side note, he's got a, uh, freshman younger brother, 2026 named Dean that's committed to Stanford as a catcher that is, looks to be pretty elite. You know, we talk about Stanford getting younger and younger, um, two brothers, you know, that aren't even, um, they're sophomore and freshman and you're committed to Stanford and Vanderbilt. So tend to think that academics matter a little bit in that family. Probably a big deal. Um, 
Yeah, but man, just really like him at the plate. Six foot one eighty right now. You know, reminds me a little bit of Curiel. Just the fact that hitting is so easy for yeah. him. Um, and I just, man, I, I I'm a fan, and I am really really excited to see where what direction he goes. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, a lot of special places that one could go. Um, catcher, I I gotta go to the catcher position, and I'm gonna go to the 2023 group for a guy signed with Arkansas, Ryder Helfrick. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think there's there's much question about his ability to uh, to not just stick at catcher, but you know impact the game defensively with his ability back there. And you know, by the way, he's he's a talented hitter too. So. Um, you know, it's it's from a, from a, you know, kind of a draft pro perspective for these seniors, it's, it's rare to find a guy that people are kind of been in agreement on like, yeah, he's going to catch, um, because, you know, evaluating prep catchers is, is probably the hardest position that anybody evaluates. It's just, it's just tough to project those guys. Um, but Ryder Helfrick, a guy that we got some eyes on. Um, long track record performance, um, you know, big time talent, but a guy that I feel pretty good about, about helping my pitching staff and, and sticking back there long-term and catching and providing some ability there. Um, so excited about that pick a guy from, uh, from Clayton Valley high school out in Concord, California, um, another SEC program going out to California and, uh, and getting a big time talent to go back to the SEC with man. You're uh, you're messing up my board a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> well, catcher's to... tough. Catcher, catcher's it is. tough. That, you know, that's the it's, hardest it's, one. That's the it, hardest it one. It speaks to sure. like you know. That's why guys like you know we talk so much about Texas guys. I mean, that's why a guy like a Blake Mitchell or Kate Aaron Day and you know that's why guys like that are are so you know so rare and so highly thought of and things like that because it's it's extremely. Um, you just don't see many guys each cycle that you really truly believe can catch and then can also hit. There's just not many of those guys. Um, and it's exciting too. Like if you look up to the big leagues, you're starting to see more athletes at that position that can hit, you know, your Adelie Rutschman's. Um, I don't know how much MJ, MJ Melendez is going to catch the Royals, but he's another one. Um, you know, Alejandro Kirk, kind of a non-traditional body, but can really hit and catch and, you're starting to see some some of the catching position kind of have a little bit of a renaissance in terms of guys that can hit and catch. Um, and, and Ryder Helfrick certainly one of those guys. No doubt. No doubt. That's he's a guy that we we love the area code. Yeah. Um he he did some, you know, he had a command of the pitching staff that I really liked. And he just the way he himself. moved back there and just like yeah. oh man, it, it was like, you never know these guys when they catch real stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like, can they do it? And uh, he didn't right. just do it. Like he was just moving around, blocking, agile. It was really fun to watch. All right. So we're going to do a check-in. We're at 30 picks in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am at five, five, and five. And I have you at seven, five, and three. Um, does that make, is that what you have? Are you showing that? I think that's, that's what I got for you. Is that what you have? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. So to to move to our next pick, um, I'm gonna go. Let me see here. Let me see what direction I'm gonna go. Five, five, and five. I can really go anywhere right now. Um I think that I'm going to I'm gonna go to the 
23 class and take a guy that can absolutely smash. Um, and he is young, extremely young for his age, but he does not play like it. Um, I'm going to go with California uh, third base shortstop prospect, Eric Batanti. Um, oh, yeah, man. Huge fan of that one. Big time, big time potential. Um, can really, really hit. Uh, I think I, he's an Oregon commit uh, out of Aquinas High School in California. But he was a guy that just physically looks the part. Um, he can play short. Like I said, he's young. I think that's one of those things that when it comes draft time is going to be yep. intriguing to a lot of draft a lot of draft people um, just because, you know, relatively young for his age and he is, he is physical, but there is still a lot of projection. He has some major juice. One of the, one of the more uh, hits the ball, just extremely hard. One of the more uh, athletic swings, I think. Um, and the ball just absolutely jumps off his bat. Yeah. Uh, so he, I, I'm going to go with Eric Bertanti for my pick. Uh, another Oregon commit. There's quite a few Oregon commits that yeah. I've seen on his list. So I, uh, I think you can make a, a a strong case that in terms of just tools, like he was, he's may if he's not at the top list, he's close. Yeah. Um. And like like you said, like how the teams treat him because the models are going to see a guy that should be in the 2024 class. Um, and then they're going to look at the, the, the physical traits in the, in the tool grades and stuff. And just like, yeah, this is, a. um, I thought that like, he, he didn't have the area code he wanted from a performance standpoint, but when you watch the way he swung the bat and hit the ball and like moved around the diamond and stuff, like it was like, yeah, this guy is a really, really special talent. Um, made a couple of standout defensive plays too. Um, can kind of play yeah. all over the place. So that's, he is definitely one of my favorites for sure. Um, it's, uh, it's tough. I wanted to fill up my entire thing with 23s, but you, you run out of, you run out of spots. Um, I'm going to go to 2024 and I'm going to go up to New York where Ole Miss went to get Owen Pano, just a huge hitting talent in the 2024 class. Um, bigger guy. I think he's going to be a really physical hitting presence. Um, just a a track record of, of really standing out and performing, um, at a high level. Um, we'll see where he ends up defensively long-term. I think he's got a chance to stick at shortstop and, you know, if he has to move off there, that's, that, that'll be okay as well. But, um, right now he's, he's been an impact defender, um, you know, on the dirt, you know, despite being a younger guy with some size to him as well. So, um, you know, guy from, from, from New York that, uh, ended up at Ole Miss and, uh, just goes to show you if you're really, really good, uh, the top programs will certainly come find you, um, and try to get you on their commitment list. But um, Owen Pano, for me, a guy that's going to be really, really fun to follow, you know, how he turns. I think he's already something like 6'3", 190 or something like Like he's a he's an impressive-looking guy already. But then you watch him field the ball. It's like, whoa, okay. Like this is this is a little different uh, than most guys your size at your age. Yeah, definitely. He He's a guy that um, – high IQ – um, mm-hmm. Just looks like he he knows what he's doing and has good baseball instincts for sure. Um, so let's see here. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do at catcher. Um, so I think I'm going to skip that for now, for now. Um, and I'm going to go to, because you have 
so many uh, left-handed hitters. I think I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna go get a lefty pitcher. Yeah, I think I am. I think that's what I'm gonna do. Um, Blake Larson, uh, okay, 24 left-handed pitcher, um, committed to TCU, um, out of the uh, and from Iowa, a Iowa six prospect from Dowling Catholic. Um, he's a two-way guy. Uh, I'm going to stick him on the mound. I think he has a chance to be the best left-handed pitcher in that 24 group. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different look. I mean, you know, we've seen some of these guys that have gone to TCU, um, that have really, really taken off once they got there and were under Kirk Sarlis, but this guy knows how to pitch, um, kind of a, kind of a tough angle really, um, for righties and lefties. It's a different look. He's super athletic. Um, so I'm going to go with Blake Larson uh, out of out of Iowa, Dowling Catholic. I I was six. Uh, that's a pretty. That's I remember that. That's they've been OGs kind of. I think on the. I think that's a Zach Dillon. That's, I'm Zach. pretty sure that's what I was thinking as well. As like they've been uh, they've been a long time established as a as a big time program um, up in Iowa. Um, I'm going to go back to 2024 and I'm going to add another Vanderbilt commitment to my rotation and, and Drew Bellis, uh, left-handed pitcher, um, a guy that's got one of the more um, exciting pitch mixes in that class. Uh, and I like guys like this because it's not the, the, like the premium velocity already. So, you know, he can pitch and you watch him, right. and he can, he can pitch. Uh, the slider can miss bats. The changeup's got a chance to be a big time weapon, especially neutralizing right-handed hitters. And you know the fastball sits comfortably, you know the upper 80s, low 90s, with some pitchability to it. And um, he's not a guy that's very old for his class. Um, he's kind of right in that kind of that sweet spot you want. Um, that's a little maybe a little tad young for his age. And uh, uh, he's going to IMG Academy because what does IMG Academy need? More talent. But uh, if, originally from Ohio. Uh, making a switch down to IMG to to upgrade that competition in the high school circuit, but um, really exciting guy because there's some real pitchability there in the terms of uh, and also three quality pitches that he can throw for a strike and uh, uh, committed to Vanderbilt and got a chance to be a, a name we hear a lot about for years to come. Yeah, definitely, that's a really good get. And like you said, they, they do a good job of, of finding those guys that do have the velocity, but they also have found some lefties that can really. Well, pitch. yeah, some, like some of the guys seen it, for Texas, like right, know, Shoals, like those guys like yeah. can pitch, you know, and they're not ninety-five mile an hour guys, especially the lefties. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, really good pick there. Um, okay, I think that I am going to. I'm going to stay – I'm going to go back to the 23 class and take a guy that I really like, and I'm going to play him at second base. Okay. Um, another one of those guys that just knows how to play baseball and hit um, and from the profile that Jay Johnson likes, I'm going to go with uh, our guy from New Mexico, Monster Milam. Yeah, um, that's a dude, yeah. Man, he just has a great feel for – the defensive actions and instincts mm-hmm. – are off the charts and uh he's a gamer um he plays a lot bigger than his body uh and i mean he's just a he he knows what to do on the big stage i know that he's gonna i mean if if he ends up at lsu he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be pushing for time early just because he knows how to play the game and he's not afraid 
um, as much as anything. So I, I'm really excited with that pick. Um, just a baseball player. I, you know, we've, we're, have a long running history of loving those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to get, I'm going to go with monster mile out of New Mexico. Uh, yeah, that's a great one. Um, he was so much fun to watch, um, you know, playing that middle infield, uh, for that Reds team out there. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one for sure. Great name. You're going to have the best name of anybody on the roster. Yeah. Um, I, think so. I, I need another catcher. I'm going to go to 2024. Got, it's got a USA baseball background, um, you know, a true both sides of the ball talent. And that's Josh Springer from uh, another Corona high school guy from California committed to Oregon. And uh, he's got a really, really good chance to stick behind the plate defensively moves very, very well back there. Um, but a guy that like it's quality at bats consistently, and there's not a lot of whiff in the profile um, you know, he's, he doesn't expand the zone. He puts the ball and play at a really high level. I think he sees pitches extremely well. Um, so he's going to provide that sort of presence offensively. Um, you know, definitely more a swing that's more on the shorter side, really controls it well, but I, I think that he's going to catch and I think he's going to catch at a, at a pretty high level. Um, just the way really light on his feet back there. Um, he's an aggressive guy in that, you know, if you get off first base or second base, even, um, he's not going to hesitate to try to throw down there as well. Can really impact the game went there. And I, I think he's a guy that pitchers are going to love pitching to, but uh great get for Oregon going into California and, and getting him from Corona high school. But uh, Josh Springer is going to be my, uh, my second catcher there from, from my roster. All right. Um, I'm going to finish out my 23 group with a guy that can play short can play third and i think his stock we've seen it rising over the past like eight or nine months Mm -hmm. and he's a guy that i am ecstatic to see that will be playing in our tournament um here in march uh out of magnolia heights high school oh yeah Uh, old miss old miss commit uh cooper pratt is a guy that i am really good I am really curious to see where he goes with his body because he's another one of those guys, kind of like JD Dix. It's a big mm-hmm. physical presence mm-hmm. that can play shortstop. Yeah. You know, like it, you can see him and the way he moves um, and his athleticism, he can play shortstop in the SEC. Um, so for me, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a matter of where his body takes him. Um, just he might just turn into too big of a monster. I mean, he you know I, I read some stuff on him like he views himself as a defender and you don't hear that a lot from a, from a kid uh, being the first thing out of his mouth for what he likes to do. Yeah. Um, but I think currently they've got him listed at six, four, 200 and you watch video of him. He does not move like a guy that's six, four, 200. No, uh, uh-huh. it looks really easy. Uh, gap to gap hitter has a really good uh, strike zone judgment um, and is advanced as a baseball player. And that power I think will come. He is, He's a gap to gap hitter right now, uh, but man, it, he is a special, special talent. And you, no matter what publication you look at or these draft lists, and I mean, you're talking about him sneaking into the first round potentially if he has a big year. Um, so he's going to be a guy I think that Ole Miss sweats out a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But man, if he does end up moving to third and he shows up to college, um, and you have him and then Braden Randall on an infield together, that is. That's exciting to think about. And yeah. it could be Braden at second and Cooper at short um, just as easily as it could be Cooper at third and, 
and Braden at short. So mm-hmm. um, he's a guy, I mean, I, for right now, I'm I'm pretty sure he's the highest ranked guy that'll be in our tournament, the five tool festival at the beginning of March, but really excited to get eyes on him um, and just see how he carries himself and how he moves around the field because he is, he is different as an athlete for a guy, his size for sure. Yeah. I love the, the guys of his size, but then they have kind of the shorter swings. Um, I mean, just to, you know, there's less to screw up, you know, like, like yeah. your length and your size, it's not, it's not negatively influencing, you know, your swing. And like uh, he gets the, the barrel in the zone quick and he controls it and he drives it. Um, but yeah, we were, you know, going through the rosters for our event and just kind of, you know, looking up guys and stuff like that. He, we have some great footage of him from the Pudge in 2021 when he was really, it was a star. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was really good. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, this guy is, this guy's different. Um, and a winner, like, you know, they're going to go for their fourth straight state title this upcoming season. Is that good? Yeah. That's, it's not bad. It's not bad we're doing that. I think they're like, the the group of seniors uh their last three years is 95 and 14 um not a lot of losses um in in that win-loss record there so uh, a really really fun guy i i can't wait to see him uh it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch uh, i'm gonna go back to uh i'm gonna use my last i could go in a million places with this last 2023 pick but uh i'm gonna go back to my beloved washington nationals roster from area code and i'm gonna select makai grant um, from Georgia who signed to Mississippi state and uh, just, it was, it was pretty much everything you want to see from a prep right-hander physical um, athletic, easy delivery ball jumps out of the hands. Um, you know, I thought he had one of the best sliders in the event and he could execute it the way he wanted right. to could, could pitch, um, I think he's going to be a future strike thrower. I think he's going to have, you know, future average, maybe better command. There's going to be premium velocity there. Uh, there was just a ton to like about his long-term upside on the mound. And he was a guy that could, he got there and he pitched. Um, it wasn't right. just like, here it is. I'm going to come after you and overpower you. No, he's moving the ball around the zone and executing pitches as well. So uh, Makai Grant, uh, from Georgia in that 2023 class, right-handed pitcher signed with Mississippi State. One of my my favorite guys that I saw last summer. Yeah, he he was electric. Just just the guy that you see and you get excited because you know there's so much more in the tank yep. for him. Um, but yeah, special player. Really, I mean, he's a guy. He's a guy too that you talk about potential helium in the draft. Like he's a guy because of his athletic profile and and projection that he he could be a guy like you said that if he starts to get where he's like really repeating and throwing a lot of strikes consistently the the sky's the limit for him oh yeah um, for sure so all right next spot i think i am gonna go i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go to the 25 class and get another left-handed arm uh to combat your lefty lineup uh, I'm going to go with recent Texas commit Trey Morris. Um, he's the guy that really, really knows how to pitch already. And as a left-handed pitcher, if you can pitch like he can, and then you continue to fill out and get stronger, um, there's no telling how good you can be. Uh, Trotsky national guy out of Washington union high school in California. Uh, just, you know, he, he reminds me, I don't want to, 
say he's, I mean, kind of like Pete Hansen. Uh, it's not the same delivery by any means, but he's a guy that really knows how to pitch. And when you see the physicality come as he continues to grow um, with his already made pitchability, um, you got a special prospect. Uh, and that's why Texas grabbed that commitment. But big fan of, big fan of Trey Morse. Um, and that's why I'm going to go with him for that pick. When you said that, I thought I knew you were taking one or two guys. Um, and so I'm going to take the other one. I'm going to make sure you, hold on, make sure you haven't taken that guy. No, you haven't. Okay. Uh, 2025 for me, another lefty net pitcher I really like. Uh, recent LSU commitment, Briggs McKenzie, yeah, from North Carolina. Um, I believe he committed to LSU probably like late October, early November, something mm-hmm. like that. But, um, projection. Uh, but he can he can really pitch and it's it's upper 80s bumps the low 90s works really comfortably there uh it's an advanced feel for spin um the curveball is 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 gonna be a really good pitch um can move the fastball around one of those guys that's like all right he can already pitch he already has that feel for spin and he's got that upside physically to where you know, naturally the velocity is going to come on and it's going to match that breaking ball, that pitch ability that's there already. So um, LSU made a quick move to jump on him as his star was rising in that 2025 class, but um, definitely a premier talent to watch there on the mound uh, from the left side in 2025. No doubt. That's a, that's a really good pick. And he between, I mean, I was back and forth between him and Trey. Yes. I figured you were, Um, you know, he, they're both well-known prospects. Um, they both know how to pitch, which is exciting. Um, and they both have, I mean, obviously they're they're only sophomores right now. So there's a lot more time between now and then for them to to continue to really get better. Um I'm gonna go, I think I'm gonna take, I think I might finish out my arms. Um I'm gonna go to the 24 class and I'm gonna take another lefty. Um, I'm going to take a really, really ridiculous spin guy. Um, okay. Tennessee commit Tegan Coons. Um, he's a guy that I saw throw some pitches that like the swings were just silly. Like you kind of just laugh and you look like he he's, he's toying with people. Um, he has a breaking ball that will, will be in the mix for, you know, potentially an 80 grade curveball. <laughs> um, when you when you think of, of hammer like that's what he throws um and what i like about him too is that nothing he throws it straight like his fastball is running in on righties um you know i mean, <laughs> mentioned it already but man if you get him with um if you get him with frank anderson and he shows up in knoxville like that's a guy that's going to have a potential to be a friday night guy pretty early in his career um which is pretty pretty special thing to say uh in in my opinion uh with what they've been putting together as a roster but tegan coons out of pennsylvania uh gettysburg area um is who i'm going to finish out my rotation with so really excited about that pick uh the you know the the body shows that he's going to put on some weight and i i can't imagine you know he's going to be a guy that he might be looking at the top of the draft by the time it's all said and done. So uh, really excited about that pick. Yeah. Anytime you've got spin like that, it's, it's, it's special. Um, it's unique. 
and it's certainly going to get the the eyes of the evaluators uh, for sure. Uh, you know me, I like I like two way guys if I can get them in that utility spot there. And, and for the 2024 class, um, guy from California committed to TCU, Mason Brassfield. His uh, upside probably long term is 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 probably geared more towards the mound. Um, he's already thrown in the low 90s. The slider is is really really good pitch um and he's got the makings of a guy that's probably going to throw some strikes but uh he's a really good hitter too left-handed hitting outfielder that'd be a major prospect um as a hitter as well so you know tcu we've always talked about they've always you know had a long-standing presence in california recruiting california and arizona places like that they go out there every year and usually get a couple of really really good players and and mason brassfield is, is one of those guys so uh, Mason Brassfield, um, tall, um, going to be a physical presence. I think he's already something like 6'3", 6'4". Uh, a true two-way talent. Probably ends up on the mound, but a guy that can definitely impact the game with the bat as well. Yeah, so I'm going to go to catcher. Um, you got I'm two gonna, catcher spots to fill. I do. I do. Um, I am – I'm going to go with the guy that we've seen in some of our events – um, that we also saw at area code hit an absolute bomb. Which, oh yeah. You know, it, it's funny. Like you see these guys, um, you see these guys do something in front of the right crowd and you just see their recruitments take off. You see their draft stock take off. And that was that, that was the feel that you got when Akwai Kea, Akwai, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong from Kamahamaha. Uh, high school in Hawaii, um, the Vanderbilt commit 2024. That's kind of the feel that you got go that kind of just kind of took over the entire stands. Like you just like, yes. whoa, whoa. Okay. All right. Who is this guy again? Uh, I'm going to go. You see a lot of people going back to the programs and making notes and all that kind of stuff, but man, like big time, big time power. Um, and, and the thing I like about it, and we've mentioned this with some other of these guys that we've talked about is he's not just a power guy that can hit BP. Uh, he's a hitter that has a lot of power. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's been fun to kind of follow his trajectory since then. And you've seen it pick up. And then obviously Vanderbilt jumped all over that as well as a lot of other programs, but they secured his commitment and man, he has a lot of upside. Um, and he can handle things behind the plate too, uh, which is, you know, a, a, Rare. a guy that can hit like that and catch uh, and stick at catcher at the next level. You don't see a ton of those guys out there anymore. So um, really, really big time, uh, big time talent, big time power. Uh, and just, just like the way he plays, um, like we've talked about before, a lot of these kids from Hawaii are, they just play the game the right way. Yeah. And they seem to have fun doing it. And, you know, every time they're over on, you know, let's call it the mainland, I guess, um, you know, that they, they have something to prove. And he's a guy that um, that plays like that. And it, it's exciting when you see players like him and uh, excited to have him on my team for sure. Yeah, he always had a special place in my heart since uh, I got that one on video. Um, yeah, that was that was kind of your moment for coming yeah. out on the video. Right? That, that was that good. one and that one in the Tristan Russell Homer off the scoreboard during the high school season are up there. Those are the two 
it's like, yeah, you get one of those and you feel good about yourself for the next, you know, three months when you're videoing and miss something else like Kate Aaron Bita hitting the ball off a tree in left field. Um, I need another outfielder and I'm going to go to the 2024 class for a guy that's got a reputation as a big time defensive presence in center field, but he's also like, you think of like projection and athleticism and like quick twitch and like what it looks like. And, and Fabio Peralta is, is that guy um, committed to Miami, uh, a Miami product in the 2024 class left-handed hitter. Uh, it's just like, he can run. Uh, he flies around the outfield. It's probably going to be a plus grade in center field. He's going to grow into some more power. It's just a super, super exciting profile. Um, and a guy that all around can really impact the game. Just a guy that's super fun to watch. So Fabio Peralta for me, um, sliding into my outfielder into my outfield from the 2024 class. That's a it's a really good pick. Um, just electric uh, potential. Uh, it's all there for him. Uh, he's a guy that is, yeah. I mean, he there's no there's no doubting the raw ability um, and his future has a very high ceiling and he out of Miami, you know, you, you can always dream on those kind of guys um, because that, you know, a lot of times they have some physical maturation to do. Yeah. Um, but, but he is, you know, like you said, he, he has a chance to potentially stick in center field. So that tells you the athleticism there. Um, I'm going to, let's see. I need, I'm going to go out and see. I don't know. I want another 25 hitter. Um, let's stick in my either utility or DH spot. Um, let's see what direction I'm going to go here. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brady Ebel uh, from Etiwanda, uh, place for the Garcia baseball. I was going to pick him. Um, Uncommitted, yeah. So uh, probably that. has his pick uh, of schools. Yeah, just I imagine. A, yeah, I'm gonna imagine that everybody on the West Coast, everyone in the SEC that likes to go to the West Coast is interested in him. Um, so I, I think that he's a guy. I mean, he's got that just hitter gene, right? He just looks like a hitter. He he moves like a hitter. Play on the left side of the infield. Um, yeah, just that kind of smooth Cali infield style that we talk about a lot. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's a special player. I'm really excited to see where where he ends up committing. Uh, but he's a guy that can handle himself, and I'm pretty sure I think his dad works in the Dodgers organization. Okay, um, so he's got some 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 definite baseball genes. Um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's gonna round round out my position guys minus the one catching spot I have left. So uh, Brady Ebel is my pick. Yeah, that was, that was one I was going to jump on. Um, he, he's really, really exciting. Um, it's a major, major upside for sure. Um, I need to, I think I need to grab, you know, it looks like I need to grab one more arm here and uh, I'm going to, I can only take for the 2025 class. Uh, Tyler Baird from North Carolina, um, tall, three-pitch mix, uh, had a really big summer on the mound, um, a lot of weight to his fastball. Um, you watch him, and it's just nothing straight. It's a, it's an uncomfortable at-bat, especially for right-handed hitters. 
that that tried to square the ball up there. Um, a lot of upside there on the mounds. I believe he's a guy that's still uncommitted, I think. So another one that's probably got his his pick of places that he wanted goes to. But um, I mean, it's it's uh, it's upper 80s, bump below 90, but he's not going to be a guy that I mean, I you're probably not going to want to be an upper, you know, mid to upper 90s guy just because of the sink he generates. Um, and some of the spin rate stuff that's out there published on him is kind of funny because it's like you get used to seeing all the four seam and curveball and slider. And then you look at the sinker guys and like the sinker guys that like have the low spin rates are the ones you want. Um, and he's one of those guys, which is, which is definitely unique. So Tyler Baird for me from the 2025 class is going to, is going to round out my pitching staff. All right. Uh, I'm going to fill out my catching spot. I'm going to go with 2024 um, catcher Ariston VC. Um, we got to see him uh, this summer. Um, and I am a big, big fan of his. I think he can really catch and throw very athletic. He has an absolute hose, um, from, from behind the mound and he can pitch. He's been up to 92 on the mound. Um, he's performed on the big stage, uh, and another Georgia commit, um, which, you know, I like to see, you know, I, I would love to see that program take off. like kind of like their football program has obviously, but, um, Ariston VC, the Georgia commit out of Tyrone, Georgia is, is my pick there. And I think that does it for me. That's a good one. Yeah. I, uh, uh, were you filled on 23s already? Yeah, you were. Um, he's a 24. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was, I was thinking like, I was like, it was, uh, I kept thinking of the 23 catchers were the ones that I was like, all right, I feel good about this guy. I feel good about this guy. I feel good about this guy. Cause it's harder to find the younger guys that can, that can really actually catch and, and, and actually hit some um, as well. So uh, let's see here. Try to fill my utility spot. Maybe um, this is a two way guy. Uh, his, his potential is probably a little bit more on the mound, I think, but um, a two-way guy, young player from 2025, uh, Vaughn Necker, uh, committed to LSU out from Vista Murrieta in California. Big time, big, time, big. Um, throws really, really hard. He's physical. Um, he can hit the ball really hard as well. And, um, uh, you know, LSU is one of those programs that if they're taking guys early, especially from somewhere out in California, I'm going to, uh, to trust them. And, uh, yep. you know, turn on the tape with him. And we actually have some good film of him as well. Um, you know, it was from 2021, but um, came out and put on a show at our San Diego show event. How about that? Um, throwing really hard back then as well. So he probably long-term is going to be a guy that probably ends up on the mound. Um, but he can hit some as well. But just a, 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 just everything he does is just powerful. Um, you know, just whether it's in the batter's box or on the mound as well. So Von Necker for me is going to slide into that utility spot for the 2025 class. Big physical presence in that grade. He is. And there's some athleticism in that big frame. Mm -hmm. Um, has some repeatability on the mound, which is um really impressive. Uh, I really like what I saw from him. I mean, he's like, like the ball jumps out of his hand. Like, yeah, it's it's loud. <laughs> explosive, explosive fastball. Um, and you can just see it's like you know when you you hear people talk about the ball exploding late or having late life like he is a great example of that because you see that you see that ball just absolutely explode yep. um out of hit like late on on those swings and 
like I said, he's got some repeatability for a guy his size mm-hmm. uh, and a really, really good get for them. Um, but yeah, excited. So, all right, let's, let's look at the rosters here. Are you, I got one more spot. I'm, How are you done already? Spot. I, I think I must've gotten out of order. I think I know where I did it too. Um, but go ahead and make your pick. Well, I got one, I got one last one here, 2025, uh, selecting Coy James from North Carolina, uh, Ole Miss commitment, recent Ole Miss commit. Uh, we love our multi-sport guys, and he's a standout football player in addition to a standout baseball player. But um, a USA guy, got that background, um, just a really big-time position player, hitting talent in that 2025 class, athletic projection, <clears throat> um, you know, kind of that loose frame that you look for that he's going to add on to as he grows. Um, really, really exciting player, big-time athlete, and the guy has performed at, on some really impressive stages already. Where are you putting him in your roster? Uh, I've got I got DH open, so we can okay. we can slide him into DH there, and he'll, uh, he'll right. complete the uh, complete the lineup and the the twenty twenty five guys in my group. Yeah, I think I got excited when we were talking about Anson Seaver. I think I went back to back picks in the middle of it. Um, <laughs> but I got excited about him too because then I was like, <clears> you hear <throat> the names, like, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, we saw that guy and he did this and this, and thinking back to the video that we got as well. So. Um, yeah, it's uh loaded obviously it's super super loaded teams. Um you know, it's uh it's just, I think it, I, it, I'm going to I want to make I, I want to do like we did last time on the Texas draft and do a um and do a a, a third team and just see yeah. where see where we land cuz there's yeah. I mean, I'm I'm looking at my board like we're talking like I what was what was tricky, you had, you know, the the strategy is what made this thing different. I mean, you you're probably talking about i mean look at the look at the 23 shortstops that are yeah. still on the board oh i know um, it's crazy like roman martin so many guys I really like. walker martin yeah. Cole emerson arjun nimala um man there's <laughs> there's some ridiculous players still out there yeah. um and there's there's no doubt about that and it'll be it'll be fun to see you know and you might you can kind of attack it from a different strategy um making another team, but that's what made it fun. I think trying to, trying to balance the 23s, 24s and 25s for me, the, the most impressive position group. I mean, that that's 23 shortstop groups, incredible. Um, and I don't think either, I mean, we hardly took any of them. I took Cooper Pratt. Um, but you know, I think, I think that's partially because some of the younger classes have so many good ones and those are the real standout players in those yeah. grades so far. Yeah. But man, that 24 outfield class is insane. Yeah. It's really um, good. I think that is a star leading group. Uh, I mean, there's a number of guys, a number of guys, number of directions you could go with, with some of those, some of those spots for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna save some of my my little sleeper picks for my third team that we'll write about. But um, let's we can talk through some of our rosters. Um, catching that's a really good group. Um, the other guy I had on my board at the catching position. Um, well, you know what really threw my board off is when you put Velasquez at first base. <laughs> I, I had those four catchers. I had Velasquez. Helfrick. So I, I thought you would take, I thought you would take one of Helfrick and Velasquez and yeah. eat up your catching spots. 
So that kind of threw me for a loop when you put him at. I thought for sure one of us would take Zion Rose. Yeah, Um, but we got it was it was hard with the twenty threes. Like, yeah, because those pitchers are more those pitchers are more established. Um, you know, it's 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 easier to kind of grab some guys from other spots there. Um, you know, compared to the younger guys, where like you said, it's more middle of the diamond players that have really established themselves and um and that sort of thing. So, um. But yeah, I knew I wanted Velasquez for sure. Um, but yeah, loaded groups, like you said, I mean, the outfield presence, a lot of the younger guys there in the 24 class that we loaded up on in the outfield um, as well. And uh, yeah, so many really good middle infielders from a 23 group that are just kind of hanging out there. The Roma Ma- the Martins of the world, um, all those sorts of guys that are that are out there and um, some outfielders too. You know, it was just like, you know, it's kind of like when you're doing like a fantasy draft, it's like, all right, where the, where's the strength? You know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, get the strength here. And I I know this is a weakness, so I got to take a guy here. And like, you knew you could get your outfielders from 24. Um, you probably need some arms from 23, um, that sort of thing. So just a, just a loaded list would be super fun to see these teams um, go out and compete against one another. But yeah, even a third team would be probably just as talented, if not, you know, maybe if not more in some spots. Yeah, for sure. I, man, I, th- this group, I mean, I, I'm trying, I, I could come up with all kinds of different combinations of lineups and uh, lefty righty matchups. All right. If you, if you had to pick, all right, let's talk about wh- if you had, if you could pick one guy from my roster, who would it be? Uh, I mean, the easy picks Clark, but I was, I was going to try to take Caminetti, um, just because of you know it's a 2025 guy and it's a it's a no doubt pitching pitching guy. So, um, I was planning on trying to take him, um, and also too like you know JD Dix is a personal favorite of mine, but like it's just you like there's so many shortstops, it's hard to take all of them. That's what yeah, like I got so excited. That's where I went back to back. That's where yeah. I went back. To I back. think so. Yeah, because they both played for the the same team, or they yeah, were on the Yankees. We, no, he was the Yankees no, guy. White Sox. Was they were both guy. White Sox. Yeah. Oh, they, they were, were both, both White Sox. Sox. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Kim um, probably the one that that I I I would have taken. I, I'm so, like, I had my board. I was hoping that you would take an older guy with your first pick because I was planning on going. My I had it set up. I wanted to go Max Clark, Ethan Holiday, Cam Caminiti. Um, so yeah, that that kind of threw out my whole my whole thing because you know I was gonna leave. I, I was like, it was gonna pain me to possibly leave off a guy like Aiden Miller, but yeah. I had a 25 third baseman. But man, that gave me a some 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 productive uh, older juice um for my third base spot but man like both of these teams are just loaded with guys that have projection and that have produced um mm-hmm. so i think you know my two that i would pick between to steal off of your team i think would be ethan holiday and billy carlson uh billy is just i mean it's <laughs> it's smooth it's nice um and then you know knowing the knowing the holiday uh tree knowing the family really well right uh, it's an easy that's a guy mm-hmm. exactly um and yeah i mean shoot this was a fun exercise uh makes you think a little bit you know having to jump between class to class and oh yeah makes, yeah it definitely yeah. It, it definitely causes 
you to leave some, uh, some, I mean, there's guys are going to be taking the first round for sure that this year that we, that we didn't draft. Right. Um, uh, another guy like that, you know, that we loved at, at area code um, was Zach Wattis uh, from yep. Hamilton um, yep. TCU commit first base. Yeah. Now I mean, that red to him, the Walker Martin, who's a major draft helium guy yep. right now. Like there's yep. so many personal favorites that, um, that had to, had to leave off there. I mean, what, what's wild. Dylan like, head, I, Dylan head was I, a guy I wanted to draft and I filled up all my 23s. I was like, oh, all right, I can't take I, him. I, yeah. I probably, I mean, let's see between all the different people that I talked to probably 10 different scouts, coaches, agents. Um, I saw, let's see out of this group, I saw one, two, three, four, at least four different shortstops were listed as the number one shortstop in the class to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we took any of them. Um, but Arjun Nimmel is a guy that, uh, Florida State commitment that's electric from Strawberry Crest High School. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. Him, but, uh, Rock. Um, yep. I'm trying to think. Who Roman was. Martin. Roman Cole Martin. Servite. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, fun exercise. I'm looking forward to kind of going back and analyzing it and making some lineups and see where that takes us. So, yeah, yeah, definitely a little, little risk for sure, and hopefully, you know. Listeners get an idea of, you know, just some, maybe they've heard of some of these names, maybe you haven't, but um, if you just like watching really, really talented baseball players, um, go check these guys out. And um, guys, we've, even when we've talked about some in the past, um, even written about some of these guys as well. And we definitely have some video of these guys floating out there, but just gives you an idea of names to watch for the upcoming draft, upcoming high school season, and then looking down the road at those those next big names coming down the pipe there. So hope you had as much fun um, learning about some of these guys and hearing our descriptions of them as we had um, talking through them all and making our picks. But that wraps up our national high school player draft. Again, we had eight players apiece from the 2023, 2024, and 2025 classes. Um, we'll do uh, we'll do a kind of a draft recap like we did for our Texas high school player draft that's published at 5tool.org. Um, again, if you haven't checked out our new website, go check it out. Um, there's just there's ton for everybody, for fans, but especially for players. Players, go claim those profiles. Um, the premium feature is just, we think it's just kind of unrivaled or what it arms players with to kind of promote themselves. It's like a one-stop baseball shop uh, for you to kind of describe who you are as a player. But, you know, coaches, scouts, um, there's a ton of stuff for those as well, whether it's contact information, everything we've ever written about a guy, if we've talked about him in a podcast, um, it's all there on their profile. You kind of pick and choose who you want to follow, what teams you want to follow to kind of gear that that line, your personal line, your feed um, to whatever you want to follow closely. So go check that out. Uh, we'll have the podcast uploaded on there. Um, and also we'll have a draft recap in the future. But well, that wraps us up. Uh, you got any last words before we jump out of here? I don't. Um, now the Cowboys are out. I'm, I'm ranking my teams in order that I want to win <laughs> as 49ers first, okay. uh, Bengals second, Chiefs third, and I'm not even going to put the Eagles fourth because I don't even want to think about Ooh, what will happen yeah, if I that don't happens. Think about but that. I'm hoping our, our – our Longhorn Kyle Shanahan uh, can pull it out in Philly this weekend and 
don't have to worry about it. And then I can just enjoy the Super Bowl. Without enjoy, yeah, to, yeah. See, to, for to, me, the, the Bengals are quickly becoming almost to a Ravens level of dislike because like I, 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 I am a huge admirer of Joe Burrow's talent and his ability, but that team is starting to just annoy me by the way they, they act. Um, and I'm saying that like, if, if, if the Steelers, you know, had a receiver quarterback, whatever did that, I'd be fine if they were winning, but um, just kind of like, Oh gosh, like you guys have gotten too good too quick and you realize it and you kind of remind people of it. And uh, you know, so they probably would rank last for me. Um, unfortunately for you, I'm an enormous Jalen Hurts fan ever since I saw him at a rivals camp I, and he was a sophomore. I, I you, yeah, Eagles, but you, you just can't ever, in, you don't, you should never well, want the Eagles to win. And it, as an Eagles quarterback and a, and a OU quarterback, like I can't even hate the guy. Like, yeah, I, I respect him. I really think he's good. Um, and a good person, a great leader, uh, everything that you'd want to have in a quarterback. So yeah. I, I, yeah, it's up. It's tough. I, I can't hate him and I hate that. So I, I don't know yeah. what to say. It makes it more difficult when but, you're, you're, the, your rival has likable players, but um, they have, they more. have enough, they have enough guys that I can't stand to, to over, over outweigh that and overcome that it. helps. But, um, but yeah, he's man, he is, he he's a great leader. I'll say that. I, I still question some of his quarterbacking abilities, but his ability to run that he can be successful, which is really all you can ask for, unfortunately. But yeah. yeah. So well, if you got a team that's still in it, good luck to you. Uh, and you know, probably unless you're an Eagles fan. Um, but uh, uh let's wrap it up here um thanks for tuning in and listening to episode 99 of the five tool podcast uh we've got a podcast tab on our website that's got every every podcast on there so it's a one-stop shop for you but make sure you're following at five tool pod on twitter and on instagram and of course all of our our, our twitter and instagram accounts our five tool main accounts and also all of our regional accounts as well help you keep up uh, with all these national guys as we kind of build our reach and our coverage of national prospects. So uh, thanks for tuning in until we talk to y'all next time. Take care.